little bit different today. This is episode 16, but part one. We're talking about um, business in Southampton. And you're Jessica Linthorne. I am Jessica Linthorne, and you're Jay Posner. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, so it was Mother's Day, and um, guess what I got for Mother's Day? I don't know. What did you? What did your kids I, get you? I got a few, a few things for Mother's Day. Lovely things, but I did. Uh, one of the things I wanted to tell you about was I got a bike, Bell. Yeah. Well, we learned that if, um, maybe you know, the very, maybe the very last episode that we right. needed a bell for our bikes. Yeah. That's, so that's I don't. The law. I don't know if my kids were listening or not. Maybe their dad listened. Maybe they just indicate. They looked at my bike and said, "Hey, she needs a bell." So I did get a bell. There you go. Perfect. So right. today, well, and that's just kind of starting the show for us. At part one of episode 16, we're going to talk with Brett Martin of Martin's Bike Bike Shop in Southampton. And he's going to tell us about his business, um, about what it's like to do business in Southampton, and just more about his shop and, and what he's up to in the community. So today we're welcoming Brett Martin to the show. Brett, thanks for coming on the show report. Hey, thanks for having me. So Brett's the uh, owner of Martin's Bike Shop, and I don't want to do an introduction. I would rather hear from you. Can you tell us just about your business and what you guys are doing? That's so awesome in Southampton. <laughs> well, everything's awesome in Southampton. Um, but the biggest thing, uh, yeah, we've been going now for 18 years. Just had our anniversary. Um, getting bigger, but uh, like anything, sales, service, rentals, uh, we do a lot of stuff with the community. Um, we are lucky to have our second uh, race that we're holding this year in town, the, the War on the Shore. It's a road race. It's part of the Marine Heritage Festival. And all of the funds that we're raising from it, we're hoping for about $5,000, that will be going to GC Houston, the local public school. Nice. You guys are doing so much. Can you tell us a little bit about the shop itself? So you guys have, I know you do service because I've had my bike mm -hmm. in for service sales. Um, do you do rentals too? Yes. Yes, we do rentals. We rent, uh, you know, cruising bikes, road bikes, mountain bikes. We have a lot of great trails in the area, and we usually have anywhere between twenty-five to thirty rental bikes in our fleet. That's awesome and pretty popular during the summer. I oh, imagine. absolutely! Yeah, yeah like it's awesome. uh, well, a few people will come up, you know, for a week, maybe rent for a week, or just you know, a couple hours here and there. We had some yesterday, a couple, and they would have been definitely European. Didn't ask them, but I could tell by the accents. So. They were just here for a few hours to kind of check out the trails and take some pictures. Very cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm interested in uh, you know what made you choose Southampton, Sogging Shores, or what made you come back in your case to to set shop here. Well, actually, it wasn't. Uh, yeah, it wasn't a tough decision. So my parents have a home hardware store in Southampton, and I started working there when I was a young kid. Got into the bike side of things, fixing bikes there and putting them together. Um, and then realized that, yeah, as much, you know, I enjoyed working with the, the you know, the mid-range stuff, but wanted to get a little more involved. Uh, went away to school in Toronto, decided that I kind of wanted to come back because, you know, even though the winters were exciting in Toronto, the, the summers, uh, being in a concrete jungle and the heat and the traffic wasn't ideal and I missed the beach. So just slowly started growing the bicycle shop from year to year and we've been in our current location now for, yeah, just over 10. And then over that 18 years, uh, what have you seen? What's sort of changed in that time? Um, a lot of things change. Like, you know, you'll see the, the spike in road cycling, thanks to Lawrence Armstrong. Whether you love him or hate him, <laughs> he uh, did a lot for the, the road cycling market and, and getting people out there. Uh, Share the Road has also helped with that, making, you know, people more aware. Um, you know, been involved with the BMX racetrack here in Port Elgin, which is rare considering that 
the other tracks are in larger city centers like Kingston. And it's funny. So you mentioned Share the Road, and Jay and I both were in the session um, mm-hmm. last week uh, with Justin Jones from Share the Road. And our previous podcast, actually, we talked a lot about it and the, the ease and the engagement and the engineering and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, you were at the session as well, right? That's right. Yeah, and it was it was interesting. But I guess my question for you is, he talked about mammals, like the, what is it? Men and... Oh, yeah, men wearing... A middle-aged little, men yeah, that's in Lycra. One. Yeah. Yes, middle-aged men in Lycra. So the mammals. So your shop, though, you guys have more than just what the the mammals would be looking for, right? Like you guys have bikes for everybody and all different styles of bikes? Oh, absolutely. Like we've kind of tried to, you know, set ourselves up as a family bicycle shop. So we have everything from kids' bikes to beach cruisers and one of our more, you know, the fastest growing uh, market would be electric bikes, pedal assist. Oh, so, cool. you know, for people that have had, you know, uh, knee replacements, hip injuries, um, any anything where, you know, you can still ride, but it might get to a point where, um, you know, the you might need a little bit of help, whether it's with a hill or just finishing up, you know, 20 or 25 kilometers sort of thing. Yeah, and I guess, you know, in terms of active transportation, if mm-hmm. you, um, yeah, are a- aging population and, and you want to get from Port Elgin to Southampton, something yeah. like that might be a a good uh, alternative. That's awesome. What about, um, I've seen recently, well, through the winter, there was, there's fat biking. And do you guys sell fat bikes for winter use? Or can you tell us about that? It's something I'm curious about. Sure. Now, that's the thing. It was, uh, fat bikes have been around for a long time, but they didn't really start to become popular for about three or four years ago. And when they first started becoming more mainstream, I wasn't too keen on it just because again it's something where it would be that person's second third maybe fourth bike and they're expensive but once you realize that sure they're great on snow but you can also ride them on sand so you can use them year-round in a place you know in Southampton we've got some beachfront also uh, Sobble Beach has lots so great to ride around there so in the past well sorry last year we started adding them to the rental fleet as well so we sell a lot of fat bikes we rent them I did a race in January. There was a hundred riders, and the one thing I noticed um, was that all skill levels, all ages, all skill levels. A lot of people are just doing it more of a social outing, even though it was competitive. But it's a nice kind of compromise, saying if you know you're not really into snowshoeing or cross country skiing, and you want to be able to just ride the roads or ride the trails. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah, you're right. And I guess for myself, I, I think about that too. It seems that it's that little bit. Um, quicker pace than snowshoeing or cross-country skiing yes yeah. so if you're the adventurist and you want to keep moving and moving fast mm-hmm. maybe that's something to try it does it does sound uh, fun and uh, more on Southampton I was just going to say and, and we haven't prepped you with this but if there was something that you could change or, or move Sogging Shores in Southampton what direction might, might you push them in what would you want to see them doing Downtown Southampton, where whatever. You know. Oh, from a cycling side of things. Cycling, or just as because you're a resident here. In general, well, actually, there was a so a few takeaways from the, uh, you know, Ontario by bike or the bike friendly community seminars we were at. Uh, simple stuff. Um, that the things that I really liked. Uh, signage is a big one. Signage is easy and not that expensive. Also, a lot of the places I've visited that are a little more, I don't want to say bike friendly, but you know, when you put more stuff on the road, whether it's just painted lines. You don't have to modify any of your infrastructure. It's just adding stuff to it, and it's just awareness. Um, more bike racks that are, again, user-friendly, having parking areas for them. Just, again, just to make it simpler and safer for families and kids. The key is the kids, because if you can start at that generation, that's where it'll continue. You're not going to change any of this stuff overnight. Yeah, but, um, yeah, just have to grow it. 
Yeah, for sure. And you guys are doing some stuff with kids, right? Do you have some involvement with school programming or? Yeah, what? absolutely. So yeah, we do some bike uh, bicycle rodeos where we'll go and you know tune up bikes and we'll do like you know little skills clinics and awareness that kind of stuff. So uh, we do them locally with um, GC Houston, uh, Sogging First Nations. Uh, we'll do a few at the bike shop. We'll do it with uh, local groups. We did one with the the Sparks girl, like the young girl guides from Port Elgin, and uh, the same thing too. Like it's it's nice to be able to offer that where again just showing kids that you know it's exciting and as long as you know you can get the parents on board to you know get get the kids outside um you know it's a great incentive to get the kids out the door in the morning for school if they can ride their bikes especially the younger ones and then if you can just kind of continue that trend you know it's, it's something that you can do for your whole life yeah for sure it's it's active transportation but it's just good health too right mm-hmm. like being active and, and fostering that in our children is really important um, you have a big event coming up this summer. You mentioned it quickly at the beginning with the Marine Heritage Festival. Yes. And did you guys do this event last year? It's familiar to me. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, last year was the first one. So the War on the Shore. It's a criterium road race. So a criterium is a road race where it's a, a one-kilometer course, but you're doing multiple laps. So the reason that we picked this was uh, it's very spectator-friendly. You know, a lot of road races or triathlons, you know, you've got the, the start and the finish, and you might see a few people in transition. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of kind of waiting around. Whereas with this, you've got a group of cyclists going past you every, you know, minute, minute and a half. And it was kind of a surprise because, again, it's the first one we've done. It was great. We got a lot of support from the town. Um, We were able to raise some money. And one of the highlights was uh, right up until the point of the race, we didn't, we had a good number, so we were happy. But then we had, uh, we had some professionals show up. So we had a team from Quebec show up. And... We got to see some world-class cyclists, uh, you know, uh, ride this course faster than what people could do in cars. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, so we were going a, a kilometer course downtown Southampton with the hairpin turning around the flag. These guys were hitting speeds of over 60 kilometers an hour, averaging 44 kilometers an oh hour. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, exactly. So it was it was a lot of fun. And we also did a, a free kids race, which <laughs> was more of a success than we expected because at the time where like it's free it was part of the Marine Heritage Festival kids showed up and we just you know wrote down their names and we got them in groups and we weren't expecting to have about 50 kids so this year I'm sure we'll get more and we'll have to make (laughs) a little more organized but it was a riot that was definitely one of the highlights of the day and again um yeah we'll be running it this summer July 30th it's 11 to 5 it's on the Sunday of the Marine Heritage Festival so that is so cool and actually Jay and I have recently been chatting a little bit about sports tourism and and how it's not just um, for the athletes, right? Like, it's not just people coming to do the races. It's their friends. It's their family. It's the spectators. It's also people in the community that are just interested on, on what this is. Well, that's a good point. So one of the complaints that I had from the, the race was uh, people want to get involved, but they didn't want to race on a road bike. So this year we added a, a class called the, the Cruiser Class. Oh, awesome. So we put limitations on it where it's, uh, it's a bike that has no more than eight gears and, you know, it has to have wider tires. And the whole idea is whether you have a mountain bike or a beach cruiser, you can go out there, do five laps of the course, which is only five kilometers, um, and just, yeah, have some fun. But you're, yeah, and you can still be involved and take Absolutely. part. Absolutely, yeah. That's really cool. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Jim, yeah. we might have to dust off our, our bikes and... Dust it off. Get Come on, I think mine's not dusty anymore. It's been already Actually, yeah, I, I, yeah, mine's not dusty either. I was out the other day. That's excellent. Well, we'll have to tell Lisa Billing. She was in telling us about her cruiser bike and her basket and, and uh, certainly for active transportation, but that's, that's awesome. She'll be interested to hear about that too. When it comes to maintenance, though, 
what are some like basic cycling maintenance tips that you're willing to share with Jay and I? Oh, that's easy. Yeah, the, the best tool that you can carry with you on your bike is your cell phone. That's easy. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, just take that out and tighten the, the yeah. bolts. <laughs> no, and that's, uh, and again, for a number of things. A, because if you do get stuck, there's some things that can happen where even if, you know, you have the right tools, it takes a bit of mechanical inclination or experience, right? Like a lot of that is just repetition. Yeah. Sure. We can change a flat tire in a couple of minutes, but, you know, we've changed thousands of them at the bike shop. Yeah. So, um, and, you know, weird stuff can happen. But the best thing to do, like anything, is, you know, just check it over before you go out. Make sure you have enough air in the tires. That's a big one. Yeah. You know, and it's it's funny, like, you know, whenever I'm out riding or even just walking around and I'll see people riding by and, you know, their chain's squeaking or their tires are too low or their seat's in the wrong spot. And it's one of those things that if you, you ever just want to stop by the shop, we'll help you with that. No charge. Like, it's, <laughs> you know, and, yeah, advice is free. But um, as far as clinics go, we've, you know, we've offered some clinics and stuff like that in the past. And uh, again, yeah, if you bring your bike and you've got a flat and you want to watch us do it, we can show you how to change a flat tire. Like that, that stuff's simple. But again, it's, it's something that you don't do a lot. It doesn't seem yeah. so simple, right? Yeah. I'm not, yeah. I couldn't go home and knit a scarf right now. No. I'd be, yeah. <laughs> I'd be on YouTube trying to figure out how to do that. Right. So Yeah, exactly. Again, who knows what it would look like. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. That's great. Thanks so much. Jay, did you have anything? I, I didn't. I just want to thank Brett for coming in. Yeah, you know, and, and Brett, honestly, sincerely, we are very fortunate in the community to have you in your shop. Um, you know, and you, not just about the maintenance stuff, but the product, the knowledge, and, and everything that you bring to the community when it comes to rentals, community events, and all the stuff that you're really fostering and growing and, and expanding for Sogging Shores around site. And, and we appreciate that. So thanks for being in the community, and uh, we will look forward to hearing from you again. Great. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me on. Perfect. So what we will do is we will connect um, Brett Martin's contact information and his website to the bottom of this podcast. And if you have any questions, by all means, reach out to him. He really is an expert when it comes to cycling. And as always, and we probably need to remind uh, people again, you can always get a hold of us at podcast at soggingshores.ca or... Uh, by uh, commenting on the SoundCloud page or subscribing on iTunes and rating us. If you rate us, <laughs> you bring us up the charts. Please, that's yeah. right. And, uh, yep, always we'd love to hear from you. If you're a business owner in Sogging Shores and you'd like to be featured on the Shore Report. Good idea. Who wouldn't want to be featured on the Shore Report, um, get in touch with us. We'd love to hear about your business and what you're up to to make our community the place that it is. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, Jay.